This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Myself, Chris McCarty, Sonal Rapani, and we're now joined by a returning hero of ours because uh, Rob Wadsworth, he is, and I always get your title wrong, Rob, and I'm going to allow you to do this so I don't you butcher it. You change it every week, that I mean. do. Yeah, I've been director to cleaner to head chef. <laughs> <laughs> what is your official title at Nadal Shiva? It is director. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's better to start on the right foot this evening. Rob Wadsworth is back with us. Rob, welcome back. You've been on your travels. I have, thank you very much. It's great to be back and I hope you guys are having a great summer. A good summer holiday? It's been lovely, yeah. Back Football in, galore. Football galore. Back in the UK, got to see the wonderful York City play in a pre-season friendly, which was obviously the highlight. But yeah, great to be But great to be back in Dubai and uh, great for the Premier League to start Indeed, this weekend. Yes, Premier League kicks off on Friday. I want to get Rob's thoughts on a number of stories. The transfer window is, well, it's still ongoing, the transfer window. It closes 8pm tomorrow evening. We're expecting big deals to be done. Christian Eriksen, Manchester United, that looks done and dusted. Looks it's not going to happen. Yeah, it looks, looks dead, yeah, from the latest reports. And then uh, Coutinho was rumoured to be at top. Tottenham, but that looks to just just have died as we've just come on air now. Um, but that's always got legs, I think. Yeah, I would watch this space on Philippe Coutinho. I'd watch this space on Christian Eriksen. And I don't know why, I just feel it in my waters. Gareth Bale as well. Yeah. Watch this space mm-hmm. on Gareth Bale. Keep your thoughts coming in. Many of you getting in touch. Always nice to see. We're going to get to some of your questions. A lot of you already got questions for Rob and myself. We're going to get to them. First, though, I want to head on down to the capital because we told you a few months back now, the T10 Cricket League has been down in Sharjah for the first two editions. It's got a new home this coming year, the third edition of the T10 League. Is it? It is. What's well, the brainchild of prominent businessmen right here, Shaji Al-Mulk, Abu Dhabi Cricket, who are doing wonderful things and have been doing for the past 18 months, 24 months. One man who has been overseeing all of that with a, a team of well, fantastic enthusiasts when it comes to all things cricket. It is Matt Boucher, and I'm delighted to say that Matt joins us now live on the line. Good evening to you, Matthew. Good evening, Chris. Thanks for having me. No, don't be silly. Thank you for spending the time to have a chat with us. There was a big press conference today. I couldn't make it down because, unfortunately, I was live on the radio from five o'clock. Run through the headlines on this because you've signed up some massive names for this third edition of the Abu Dhabi T10. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Well, we missed you first and foremost. And, Thank you. Uh, I think we were behind the clock a couple of months. We were up at uh, the very nice setup there at uh, the Western Mina Siahi, and we, uh, we, we touched on the fact that there would be upcoming announcements. So, so today, we have announced essentially the first set of players. And what that means is it is a league, so there are eight owners. So if you can picture the NBA draft or the NFL draft, where all the best collegiate players are together and they get selected by the franchise teams, it's essentially what we've done today. So we have confirmed about 15 names who are available for the draft. The draft will take place in the middle of September here in Abu Dhabi. Team owners will then bid literally paddle back for these players. So today we announced England's World Cup winning captain uh, Morgan. Fantastic. So, uh, straight off the blocks, that was uh, fantastic. We reiterated that Shahid Afridi, the Pakistani legend, will be uh, playing here in Abu Dhabi in November. The Australian Shane Watson. Um, we've got a great trio of uh, West Indians, Darren Sammy, Nicholas Poor and Kieran Pollard and DJ Bravo. And then we just uh, announced a couple from each of the nations. Mohammed Shazad from Afghanistan. We've got Malinga. We've got Matthews and the list continues. So, we wanted to start the communication and the promotional wheel, and today we've got about 15 names out there in the press, and there's a lot more to come. We'll make further announcements in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Owen Morgan's a real coup once again for you guys. I just wonder as well, Matt, a lot of people in cricket right now is going through, I wouldn't say a kind of renaissance. It's never been away from our television screens, but we're coming off the back of a sensational conclusion to the ICC Cricket World Cup. Of course, England beating New Zealand in that thrilling final. We're now in the midst of an Ashes series that looks as 
if it's going to go to the wire. Cricket's in a good place. One of the things that an awful lot of people have discussed, and we've discussed it on this very show, has perhaps been saturation of a number of cricket events right here in this magnificent country. The Abu Dhabi T10, any little tricks up your sleeve to get more bums in seats? Uh, for sure, and there, there is saturation. Uh, you, you can see most of the test-playing nations have got their own pot up now. The Afghanistan Premier League taking place, and, and then there's little left else. I think Bangladesh have got their own league, West Indies have got the CPL. So all of the test-playing nations have full permission from the ICC to create their own leagues, and, and that's making a very busy marketplace together with uh, some other non-test-playing nations. The Euro League's currently happening at the moment. There's a, there's a Canada GT20. So... Uh, we're completely different, to be honest, Chris. It's not 20 overs first, it's 10 overs. We're doing triple headers in an evening. We've got some concerts. We've got some Bollywood stars. And the, the whole premise here is it's a, it's a product that's supported by the Department of Culture and Tourism, the Sports Council, Cricket. It's a government triumvirate supporting Shadjil Milk and his excellent team at T10. And uh, we're, we're here to stay for five years. And we really believe this is a brilliant tourism product that is completely different uh, from, from what's in the marketplace at the moment. And we'll do a good job. I think you've been to Abu Dhabi HSBC enough times, Chris, to know that the village will be good. Uh, we'll be fan-friendly. We want to try and do something for cricket and, uh, and, and approach a new audience. Get that outdoor festival pumping. I don't want to sound boring with this question, but I'm going to. You mentioned something interesting there, Matt. You, you did say, and you're right to point this out, I've made no secret of that in this on the show, that Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, the big golf event in January, for me, and I don't want to upset anyone who's listening to this show, I know there's many stakeholders around town doing wonderful jobs, the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, I think many people would agree, it is the best sporting village. You've got it absolutely down pat down there. I think a lot of people are learning from what you guys are doing. From a cricketing standpoint, again, I don't want to insult anyone. I think I might be about to. The the kind of village experience, the away from the cricket ground has always been a bit of an issue. Getting driving people that perhaps aren't cricket fans just down to a venue where they can. Essentially, whether it be food, whether it be entertainment, on the point that you made about doing more for that, what can you reveal? What kind of things are you going to have in and around the stadium that may appeal to non-cricket fans? Well, I think the first thing that we're doing is uh, we've never done, excuse me, T10 has never done an opening ceremony. So on the 14th of November, we're putting on a concert the concert will be here at Zaya Cricket Stadium. It will be a South Asian-focused concert. So immediately, uh, we've, we've got a product that's non-cricket and attracting new audiences. And with regards to the village, I got asked that a couple of times today. So um, it's obviously on people's minds. But don't forget, HSBC, as we've said a number of times, it's taken 13 years, and we're into the 10th year now, Formula One. So now, these villages take time to grow, whether that's public or private investment into it. But we will have an offering. Uh, we will have daily activities. We will have an agenda. We will have a schedule, and it'll be—it uh, won't be cricket focused. It will be non-cricket focused, if anything. Fifteenth to twenty-fourth of November. How important was that little, I guess, time frame? Given the fact that I'm scratching my head a little, other than the DP World Tour Championship, you're kind of almost now kicking off the sporting season right here in the UAE. Yeah, of course, the UFC Showdown. We've yep. got uh, DCT doing September the seventh, so that's going to be superb. But yeah, I mean, again, when we look at it from a capital's perspective, there are two key areas like this. From the capital's perspective, we've got Adapec, the huge oil and gas conference, finishing on the 14th, and then we go straight into our concert. We've got a clear 10 days. That takes us to Sunday the 24th, and Formula One week starts Monday the 25th. So, again, it's not by accident that this works very, very well. And uh, both the Sports Council and Department of Tourism, we're not in the business of running concurrent events on the same weekend. So, 
you know, as you said, it's a very nice three-week period leading into T10, leading into F1, and we're excited by that. And with regards to the global cricket calendar, it's almost impossible now just to find a clear window. Uh, so this is a window that we're comfortable. We are clashing with a couple of other events, clashing with an India bilateral series, but uh, we move on, and uh, the upsides are much more better than the downsides. Yeah, a lot of questions coming in for you, Matt. I want to rattle through a couple of these. You mentioned eight teams. There was... The UEE T20X, which was mentioned, I know, a year or so. can't quite remember exactly when that was. That was over a year ago. On this occasion, with regards to Abu Dhabi T10, are the owners set or are you still looking for owners to come in? No, the, the owners are decided and they have a direct relationship with the ownership of the league, uh, T10 Sports Management. So currently us, as the Abu Dhabi government, we have no communication with the owners at the moment and we are not selling any teams. So okay. the teams uh, are owned by businessmen. They have their own agendas, their marketing, promotional communication targets, and uh, that we leave them to that. So we are, from a destination perspective, as a five-year host. Okay. We're not improving team ownership. Okay, that's good news to hear. A lot of people asking, I think I know the answer to this, certainly the international Indian players, 4001, a lot of questions coming in asking, Indian players, will we see any in the Abu Dhabi T10? There are, a, there are a number out in the marketplace. The, the regulation is that if they're contracted to the governing body, the BCCI, the Board of Control for Cricket in India, then they are not permitted to play in overseas leagues or tournaments. So uh, we're, we're looking at a number of players. They had a couple of players last year, Rahim Khan, etc. So uh, we, we hope there will be Indians on the starting line. Uh, on the wicket, batting or bowling for some of the eight teams. Okay, fantastic. Listen, Matt, I appreciate you spending the time. In terms of ticket sales, you mentioned that this is just the kind of first tease, the first few names mentioned. When can cricket fans expect to see tickets on the market? We'll probably do that, Chris, uh, with, in association for the draft, which will be second week of September, okay. about 10 weeks to go to the Abu Dhabi so, Right, so I implore uh, you, I've got one question, I've got one small favour. Can you make that in the morning so that I can come down this time? <laughs> yeah. I apologise for the tour club start today. We had some people travelling in from India, so we can't make it any earlier. But uh, we'll try our best to accommodate you next time. You're a top cool. man, Matt. Listen, bless you. Thank you so much. Exciting today. Yeah. Owen Morgan, some big names. Owen Morgan, I guess, chief among them. England cricket captain, the man that took the Cricket World Cup home to England. Listen, Matt, bless you, my man. Thank you so much for your time. And we cannot wait to get involved with the Abu Dhabi T10. It is November Thanks, 15th man. through to the 24th. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot for the support. Thank you. Great stuff. That is the voice of Matt Boucher, acting CEO of Abu Dhabi Cricket, a man who works tirelessly for Abu Dhabi Sports Council as well. And a big thanks to him for joining us. It is exciting. It's that time of year. You can t- hear it in my voice. It's about to all kick off. It really is, isn't it? There's a whole schedule of events coming up you know, between now and obviously oh. early next year. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, it certainly usually is. is. And listen, a little closer to home, the Premier League starts <laughs> in a couple of days. Excited, Rob, right? Oh, absolutely. And especially with the Championship kicking off last yes. weekend and the, and the Charity Shield or Community Shield. And yeah, it's really, really got wet the lips for a, for a great season. Questions are coming in. Romelu Lukaku, Philippe Coutinho. A lot of Spurs fans want to know what's going on with Coutinho. Christian Eriksen as well. We're going to try and answer some of these questions. And I want to get Rob's thoughts on Lorik Kachelny. I want Arsenal's fans' thoughts as well because we've seen some embarrassing unveilings over the years. Alexis Sanchez has never been able to live down <laughs> his piano playing. I don't know if you've seen this, but what Kachelny did, yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't be signing off on that. For anyone that's just new to this story, he forced his move out of Arsenal after nine years at the football club. Bordeaux, his new club, French club, returning to France. He's posed in an Arsenal kit few seconds looking at the camera, and then the Arsenal kit comes off to unveil a Bordeaux kit. Now, one or two might think harmless fun. It's disrespectful. 
It's disrespectful, Come I think. On. And there's a couple of things on it. I think one you look at, I think Cal Denton has left. And yes. He's done a wonderful tweet on Instagram now, and it just polar opposites to what that is. And just to finish up, I saw a wonderful tweet on the Kachelny uh, thing, where he said it would have been even better if he'd removed, the, found out if he'd removed the mask and it was Mustafi underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> That's brilliant. If you haven't seen this, do check it out. I mean, Laurent Kachelny, he's come in for Pelters. Ian Wright has called it disgraceful. This is a man who played for the football club for nine years. He was the it's club captain, captain yeah. for goodness sake. He goes to Bordeaux. He's wearing the Arsenal kit. Just, just no. I, I just hope he's just badly advised. Just no. <laughs> Stay with us. This is Dubai I 103.8.